BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. I'm very excited today to be joined by Cara Orwell. She's a podcaster. A, an American author, inspirational and motivational speaker and entrepreneur. So welcome to Divorce Not Dead. I mean, you do so many things, Cara. Welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Well, thank you for coming on. I mean, I was looking at your profile today and you have over 9 million downloads. I thought I was doing well at three. Hate you. <laughs> and I'm absolutely obsessed. So I want to know about the champagne diet? So the champagne diet started 14 years ago as a blog, living in New York city, working a full-time job, feeling like really drained and kind of burnt out on myself. And I was looking for like a drink that I could incorporate into my diet. That wouldn't be a million calories, like a quote, healthy cocktail, if you will. And one of my good friends suggested starting to drink champagne. So I laughed. I'm like, I've never had champagne. I was you know, 25, 26 at the time. She's like, no, you have to drink champagne. Like it's only 90 calories per glass. It's what all the models drink. It's so glamorous. I'm like, sure, sign me up. So very tongue in cheek, I started saying I was on the champagne diet. And I quickly noticed that as I was drinking champagne, I felt different, right? I felt very elevated. I felt more glamorous. It was so much more exciting than drinking like a beer or a mixed drink, right? So through that transformation, I started really thinking about like what it means to live like a quote champagne life. Like what would that look like for me? And for me, that was like getting rid of all of the dead weight around me, including a really toxic relationship. It meant taking care of myself and my, my body, starting to work out more, starting to pursue the things that I love to do and really finding a reason to celebrate. Because when we think of champagne, we think of a celebration. And at the time there was really not a lot worth celebrating in my life. So I started to chronicle that whole journey of really my own personal transformation on a blog back when people read blogs. I know some still do, but this was like way before podcasting was a thing. And I knew I wanted to write a book about what I was going through. And I kind of wanted it to be like sex in the city, but instead of all the dating stuff, I wanted it to be really like personal transformation and self-discovery. 
So I would joke around like I'm the Carrie Bradshaw of (laughs) self-help because I was just wanted to speak to women like me in their 20s and 30s, living in a city, like feeling like they wanted to improve themselves. And it kind of just took off from there. How old were you when you started? I was 26 going on 27, actually, when I started the blog. Yeah. Well, that's one of the most confusing times I think of anyone's life. You feel so grown up, but actually looking back now, you understand you knew absolutely nothing. Um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't think I'd go back to those days if you paid me. I, I'm i all about a champagne diet. I think, you know, it does sort of, I love the way it sort of gives you this feeling of, you're right, the bu- bubbly and happy and how to live your best life, which sort of led to your books. And you've had so many amazing books that you've written. So how did you go from writing this blog to writing your first book and to, you know, being so successful as an author now? So I knew that I wanted to write a book my whole life. I just had no idea what I was going to write about. And I didn't read a whole lot of fiction. I didn't really read nonfiction. I just knew that I loved writing and I had this passion for it. So I think it was a blessing in disguise. And I think for anyone listening right now that wants to create something, don't look around too much in the industry and see what's out there. Think about what you need. And I knew that I needed something at that time, a blueprint, if you will, to make me feel less alone and help me navigate those years where I felt really confused, where I didn't know how to create my own happiness, where I was depending on a man to make me happy. And that was failing miserably. And I thought a diet would make me happy. You know, So I, I felt like I had figured some stuff out and I was blogging and I was writing and I thought, well, this needs to become a book. So I started writing. I got an agent, which is not so easy to do. And I thought I was going to have this big book deal and everything was going to go smoothly. And that book was actually rejected 19 times by 19 publishers. Yeah. Wow. 19 people. Yeah. How did you not get... And and it became a bestseller, right? Well, so the first one did. It was a smaller scale. So I just self-published. I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I went to Google University, as I call it. (laughs) I Googled how to publish a book. And I self-published my first book and that became a bestseller in a couple of categories on Amazon. And then I wrote a few more. And it was when I wrote Girl Code was the book that really put me on the map. And that's when all the publishers that rejected me came coming back and knocking on my door. And I wound up doing a double book deal with Penguin Random House. And I wrote a few books with them. So, you know, it's been a journey since then. But I think the one thing that I think has always stayed true, and I know you're a Caroline, much like me, like you choose yourself at the end of the day. You know, like it, people can tell you, no, you can go through hardships, but I, I just decided this was what I was going to do and nobody was going to stop me from doing it because I knew my mission was greater than like the permission slip that I thought I needed. I think that's really, really key thing to learn is just that you are the master of your own destiny. And the thing is that you took your control of your own life. And I think I did that. And it may not always make you the most popular person. And it may not, you know, people don't agree with you because you kind of, you know, are the first out there, like your how-to books in a way. But in the way these books are also saying, although we are, as I like to say, trailblazers maybe, we're not. Loads of people feel the same way. They just don't have the guts to talk about it or just don't or don't know how to express themselves or they hide all these feelings because they feel that they shouldn't feel this way because technically maybe they have everything or they're, I don't know, they just feel that the world sort of, dealt them a bad hand, but they don't know how to sort of process everything. And I think these books, people look to sort of people like you and I to give them, to give them the steps that maybe we've already taken. Yeah. I'm passionate about 
leading the way for women and also like making them feel less afraid. It's really not a big deal to put yourself out there. And if you make a mistake or you do something wrong, you take a wrong turn, you can always dial back and you always learn from those experiences. I don't think we ever fail. I think we just learn something new about ourselves and we move forward in a more powerful way. So I think it can be fun if you let it be. I think that's the, the, the also the key statement, let it be. Because, you know, when you try and control something too much, it turns into a bit of a disaster. You kind of have to, it's like that saying, isn't it? If one door closes, another one opens. And you really have to trust the process. You do. And I think that you have to trust that every single step you're taking, like when I look back at my publishing journey, I wouldn't have been ready to publish a book with a major publisher at 28, 29 years old. You know, it took me until I was in my mid thirties to have that established confidence that I didn't have back then. So now looking back, it all happened the way it was supposed to. I think we're always given exactly what we need at exactly the right time. And if we can, like you said, let go of that control, I think especially as successful women, we want to control everything, including our relationships, right? Including the way people perceive us, including our success. But there is an art to just letting go and trusting that I think brings us so much more wisdom in, in the long run than having to micromanage every aspect of our lives. Girl Code, I presume, was about Girl Code. What is your biggest message out there just to sort of jump and take the leap of faith and like, you know, as I said, follow your own path or, you know, when you give, do you give talks? Yeah, I think I have a couple like main core mission statements. I mean, my first, first and foremost, it is just taking the leap and trusting yourself and putting yourself out there. Life is so short. And I know this sounds kind of weird, but I think if we become aware of our own mortality and aware of the fact that life is so painfully short, and do you want to look back at your life and say, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have you know, taken that trip. I wish I would have written that book. I wish I would have spoken on that stage. I don't want to do that. I would rather learn along the way and have these like, you know, quote, failures or mistakes and, and learn from it and still feel like I did something fun in life. So I think that's first and foremost. And then also collaborating with other women and not hoarding information or hoarding connections. Like I am the most generous person when it comes to introducing someone to someone or opening a door for them. Like I really believe that women are fucking brilliant. We are so powerful. When we join forces with other women, we create magic. I mean, we could take over the world if we just got out of our own way. I agree. And it is out of, I mean, I'm on Housewives, as you know, so I'm absolutely fully aware of women sort of held back by other women or jealous of other women. And I find it, you know, I, I've always been someone that felt that there's enough room for absolutely everybody. And I'm like you, I love to share contacts and make everybody feel that, you know, it's possible. Why I can't be, you know, I mean, actually one of the girls on my show wanted to become a podcaster. So I told her how to do it because, you know, I'm uniquely me. It's not going to be me and it's not going to be you. And, you know, everybody deserves a chance in life. And we have one go at this. And I'm, I'm a big believer in, in that, that, you know, life is an egg timer and blink and we miss it. That's why I'm going to be growing old disgracefully. I mean, <laughs> I love that. I, are you married? I'm divorced. You're di oh, you're divorced. Yep. That's why you, I mean, you inspire me in so many ways, but I think the whole like moving on past divorce has been inspiring for me to watch because so many women are afraid, right? And they stay in uncomfortable situations or they settle when they could really be moving on. And like you said, just like living it up and, and enjoying that limited time that we have. 
I think we're so hard on the, on ourselves that, you know, we're not going to meet somebody else and meeting somebody else shouldn't be the end game because if you're happy, you'll attract the right things around you. What should be the end game is happiness. So if you're unhappy, change that and everything else good around you will come. I completely agree. And I think I'm single right now. I got divorced right before the pandemic, having no idea that that was coming. So January 1st of 2020, you didn't know the divorce I asked my husband was coming or the pandemic, the pandemic. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I, <laughs> I knew I wanted to get divorced and I was turning 40 that year. And, you know, it was new year's day. And I asked my husband, my ex-husband, if he had any resolutions and, you know, he said, Oh, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, save money or whatever. And I, he's like, what about you? And I said, yeah, I'm, I want a divorce. <laughs> you didn't. I did. Oh my it God. Just, it That's came harsh. out. Oh my it God. It came out. I want to call no. you a bitch. <laughs> what a way to tell someone. <laughs> this is the life coach in me, right? I was like, let's improve our lives. Let's get a divorce. But you know what? At the end of the day, we both are so much happier now and he is thriving and he has done so many incredible things in his life. And I'm thriving and we were just, we grew apart and it happens. And I think divorce doesn't have to be this messy, dramatic thing. I'm so behind you. I do feel, I mean, I don't know if my ex-husband thinks it's the best thing that's ever happened to him, but probably I agree. It's either two on, even if one of you's unhappy, I think everybody deserves to be happy. And once, you know, you've ripped the bandaid off, genuinely, you can go on and every person can thrive. And I think there is just nothing scary about being single. I mean, I don't, you know, if you've been single since Christmas, it's great fun. It completely is. And I think you, you have a chance because listen, most of us are not going to be single forever, right? You are, you know, a happy woman putting yourself out there, attractive, successful women. Like we we're going to continue to attract men. So use that time. I think people see this singleness as like, I'm going to be single forever, but it's such a small window. So maximize that, go travel, learn about yourself, do things without having to worry about someone else. Because when you do get married again, or you get into another long-term relationship, it's a whole different ball game. That's you it. Know, all of a sudden, right? You're That's taking it. someone else's feelings into consideration. Every move you make, you're yeah. involving another person. Okay, let's take a little break here because I need to tell you about one of the most useful tools in my life right now. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews, right? So why wouldn't we all do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? I mean, it's crazy to me. I have three kids, so we're always needing some sort of a doctor. With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patients' reviews to help you find the doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. And let's face it, finding the right doctor is just as, if not way more important actually, than finding the right plate of Ed's Benedict. What really is great is ZocDoc is actually a free app that shows you doctors who take your insurance and are available when you need them. It's extremely convenient, saving time, which is a plus in my book because things are busy all the time. And as I said, with three children, you never know when you're going to need a doctor. I personally love to read the verified reviews from other patients before putting my trust in a doctor, as I'm sure many of you listening will, because what's a better source than to hear from the actual patient? The insurance aspect allows me to know exactly what doctors will take my insurance in advance without the headache and figuring it out later. And another great aspect about ZocDoc is when you find any specialist that you need, whether you're trying to straighten your teeth or fix an achy back or get your mold checked or anything else, ZocDoc has everything covered. 
As you all know, I love to keep my parents fresh and Zocdoc even helps me with that quite literally every day. Who hasn't at one point or another wanted to get your teeth whitened or needed to get a quick alignment from a chiropractor? I mean, I've had twins, so my chiropractor is my best friend. But you you don't know where to go or to how to find that one in your neighborhood. Well, I'm with you when I say I hate that feeling. This is why ZocDoc is the best. And I now have the answers to those questions at my fingertips all the time. And so can you. So try it out for yourself and go to ZocDoc.com slash DND. Download the ZocDoc app for free and then start your search for the top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash D&D. ZocDoc.com slash D&D. And now let's get back to the show. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411. And sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair. To the pros and cons of laser facials. And always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. I really did, you know, think I was going to spend some time on my own. And I actually really, well, I wanted that. And then, you know, life dealt me Sergio. So, you know, it's kind of like it was sort of, and the, the pandemic hap- happened. So it, unlike you, where it forced you guys in a way apart, I got forced together and and this is where we are. But, you know, I wouldn't change anything because I suppose if I hadn't gone for it, he would be gone. He wouldn't be here. So I think, you know, things really just happen for a reason. And but, you know, being alone didn't scare me at all. It sounded quite fabulous, actually. It is. And I think, you know, you it's a mindset right? Because you can look at your life and say, well, I'm alone and I'm never going to find someone and I'm not happy until I find someone. I'm this, I'm that. But if you shift your mindset like anything in life and you say, I am going to make this the best time. I'm going to completely spoil myself. I'm going to travel. Like I've just been personally saying yes to everything. You know, I went to Mexico two weeks ago, like with like, I don't know, 10 hours notice. I was like, fuck it. Like, let's pack a bag. I'm going. I, you know, tagged on my friend's trip. I'm constantly traveling and doing things and just enjoying it. And until things change. Like you said, Sergio appeared in your life. You know, I'm sure someone else is going to appear in my life and then I'll know that it's time to end that chapter of being single. But for anyone listening now that feels afraid, like you can control anything in your life by controlling your mind. So just make the decision, make a list of all the things that you can do single that you couldn't do in a relationship and just live it up. Enjoy it. 
I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. It sounds like I'm speaking to myself when I speak to you. I'm a little bit older than you, but I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. It everything in life I say is a switch. You can have the same things and you can see them negatively or positively, and it is just flipping the switch in your brain. And I'm learning just sort of sort of take on to breathe out, as it were. And you know, I still do get stressed, but I, I'm learning to deal with things differently. And I think if women just took on dealing with, you know, things that happen to them that they can't control and sort of just said, well, it's, you know, the choice has been taken away from me. Therefore, I can't change it. I can't change it. Therefore, I'm not going to wallow in it. I think life would be very different for many, many women. And there is nothing wrong, girls, with being single. Nothing. As you said, traveling, getting up at a moment's notice, you know, it's an amazing luxury, actually, because, you know, I have three kids, how many people that live with me, dogs, cats, you know, not cats, but whatever, animals. <laughs> I'm never alone. You know, I'm never by myself. Yeah. And again, like just whatever season of your your life you're in, just make the decision to embrace it and to enjoy it. Right. Like we spend so much time wishing we were somewhere else, wishing we were someone else, wishing other things were happening to us. But I guarantee if you threw your problems, if you wrote your problems down on a piece of paper and you threw them in the middle of a room with a bunch of strangers and everyone put their problems on a piece of paper and threw them down, you would go pick yours. You would not take somebody else's problems. You would always take your own. You know, and I think we think the grass is always greener, but in reality, like we, we're going through whatever season we're going through for a reason. So trust that and just decide to enjoy it and to roll with it, right? Like flow. Like we're, we put, have so much resistance in life, I think, to whatever's going on. Like what if today, everybody listening, now, like ask yourself, what if I could just flow with my life? How different would it look? How different would it feel? I think we all have a picture that we're just working towards and which I've thrown out the window now because nothing in my life looks like the normal picture. So I've just given up. But I think most people have because that's what makes them comfortable. So what, mm -hmm. tell me about the book, Girl Code. So Girl Code, I wrote when I first started out. So I was, when I was blogging and writing my books, I was still working full time. I was an advertising director for MTV and I had what looked like a fabulous job on the outside, but it was draining me. And it was really just depleting me in so many ways. I wasn't creative. So I decided that I was going to take everything I was experiencing and learning and building through my books and my blog and turn it into a business. And I I went to school at night while I was working full-time and I became a certified professional life coach. And I did a couple other certifications and I started a coaching business. And I started working with women who wanted to change their own lives. And I got to a point where I knew that if I left MTV, I was making money and I was side hustling. And I knew if I left my full-time job, which paid me very well, but I knew I had more potential, right? I knew I could really take it to the next level if I quit. So I did. And in 2014, I went out on my own and all of a sudden I was in this new world and I was with all of these women entrepreneurs and I was going to networking events and meeting people. And I was noticing that there were a lot of people in the room who said they were your friend over email or at the time, like Facebook groups, right? Because this is before Instagram was really a thing. And you'd get to these events and women would just like turn their back on me or ignore me or act like I wasn't there or say they were going to help me with something, make a connection they wouldn't. And then there was a very small group of women that I met. I was on a radio show. This was 2012, I think. And I met these women and they were incredible. And they were like big sisters to me. And they opened every door and they supported me and they helped me 
in exchange for nothing, right? Except for friendship. And I remember I used to always say, well, what can I do for you? Because that's how I was raised. Like it's, if someone helps me, I want to help them back. And they were like, nothing. You don't have to do anything for us. We just want to help you. And I was like, I want to be like them. Like I aspire to be a woman who empowers other women. And this was like before the whole sort of like women empowering women movement that we see now all over, you know, social media. I was seeing it in real life. So Girl Code was really a book about how to empower other women, how to bring them on your journey, how to put yourself out there, how to trust in your own brilliance and know, like we said earlier, like there's room for everybody at the table. And it became sort of this guide for women to create a fabulous life and bring other women along the way. And I included interviews from women, other successful women who were in their entrepreneurs giving their best tips and advice. And it's like this little book of like, sisterhood really, you know, and it kind of created this movement. And since it's been out, I mean, it's still, it's been translated now in like nine languages. I think it's like all over the world. And it's amazing to me that no matter what city, what country, what culture you come from, women are really all craving connection at the end of the day. And that's what I think the book really encourages. I mean, I would agree with that. I think that women are looking for guidance in every way, because I think they just get so confused as to what life is meant to look like or what we've told it's been told it's got to look like, and then it doesn't. So I think having a book like this, where you can sort of gain experience from somebody else's experience is invaluable, which is exactly, you know, what I'm trying to do with Divorce Not Dead in a way is like, you know, and I, and I actually think that, you know, as you just said, you're divorced too, that when you, you, you go and listen to my podcast or yours, that the problems that we face are universal, really. Everyone goes, oh, that sounds exactly like me. So I think it's just finding like-minded women that haven't forced themselves into a box and then connecting with them. Exactly. And I think that's the beauty of things like your podcast or social media or all of these outlets, because a lot of people go into their own communities looking around or they they rely on like their old girlfriends that they grew up with and went to, you know, school with. And everyone's different. Everybody changes and has a different path. And you're not always going to find the closest people to you in your backyard, right? You really have to actively go out and seek those friendships and seek those relationships. And I think you know, take advantage of everything around you. Listen to our podcast, read the books, you know, go on Instagram, join the Facebook groups, go to the meetups, the retreats, whatever you can get yourself in front of. It's your responsibility to build your network, right? As opposed to just sitting around and saying, oh, I don't have anyone, you know, I'm lonely. I, I don't have support. There's so many resources out there for us as women. So I think don't be shy and really take advantage of them. Let's take a little break from the show and talk about Cozy Earth. As you guys all know, I absolutely love working from home and working in my bedroom. It's the only place I can get some peace and quiet from the dogs, everybody that works for me, my kids and all the pets. It's really important to me that my bedroom is comfortable and soft and inviting. And I have discovered Cozy Earth, which are made from responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth so that they can give you a restorative sleep that you need and I need to curate your own sanctuary and recharge from the comfort of your home. Cozy Earth is softer than cotton, so they make everything from sheets to pajamas to towels. I absolutely love it. They made them so soft because they're from viscose from bamboo fabrics. And the real exciting part about this as well, especially for someone like me who lives in a very hot climate, 
Cozy Earth is temperature regulating, which means it will keep you cool and comfortable all night long. So I love how Cozy Earth makes me feel all the while while keeping me perfectly temperature controlled. The best part? Cozy Earth has a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try it for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. You can match the color to your interior design or switch it up and redecorate, let's face it. So there's white, there's gray, there's driftwood, there's charcoal, and oat. My personal favorite right now is oat because of how versatile it is and how well it goes with the particular style of my bedroom. Cozy Earths provide an exclusive offer today for my listeners, 35% off site-wide when you go to CozyEarth.com and use code DND. That's CozyEarth.com. Use code DND for 35% off site-wide. Amazing. Now let's get back to the show. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I think women can be scared of other women too. I think we've got this terrible thing that, you know, she might steal my ideas, she can steal my boyfriend, she wants my life. And I think that's such a shame because invariably, if you meet the right kind of women, that's absolutely not true. And women can be each other's like, I mean, some of my female friends are, you know, something that is, it's such a special relationship. You can't, no, no husband or boyfriend, you know, can kind of take that. It's so true. And it's funny you say that because I was thinking the other day, like I'm so like being single now and I was married for, I was with my ex for 11 years, married for 10. Before that, I was in a relationship for seven years. So I've really been in relationships like my whole life, adult life. And lately I've been so grateful for my female friendships and I've bonded so much more with those women because I've had the time to do it. And because I really had to lean on them. And I think men come and go, right? Like men just, they come and go from our lives. And Women, your girlfriends, the people that you meet, and not only your girlfriends, like for the past 20 years, you can meet people. I just hosted a retreat in Miami this weekend and these girls connected and it was so beautiful to see them meeting for the first time and leaving as like new best friends, you know? So like really cherish those relationships. And I think, like you said, women can be scared of each other, but there's like such an easy way to disarm another woman, right? Like just smile at her just compliment something about her. And you'll see, we want to connect, I think, inherently. I think we just sometimes put a wall up with each other for whatever reason. It's the way we're conditioned. Because you're scared of the answer of the other one, maybe. I find that it's very true. Someone attacks you and you smile. It does, it breaks barriers. And it only takes that. Invariably, people, it's either insecurity or feeling not good enough. It's it's in them, not you. So if you come with the right attitude, you can you can basically break down anybody. So what made you start your retreats? Because I mean, that's something I'd love to do. Yeah. So I am good friends with these two women, Gwen and Dara. Gwen was actually a life coaching client of mine. She became my friend, sort of a problem I have. I befriend all my clients (laughs) and they have a community where they, they're publicists based in New York. They live in Miami now. And we've just always been best friends. Like they're the ones I went to Mexico with a few weeks ago. And we just decided like there was a need for it because we would go out and, you know, post on our Instagram stories and show our trips together. And women were always like, I want to come with you guys. I want to come meet you in New York. I want to come. I'm based in New York City, but I'm in Miami often. You know, they would say they wanted to come and hang out with us. So we're like, why don't we just host a retreat? Let's just start and just do a couple days in Miami. So 
we created this whole experience and we did a big dinner and then we did a whole day out on a yacht and we did jet skiing and then we did a brunch and in between like dispersed through all that were these mastermind sessions, these coaching sessions that we hosted. So they don't coach, they're more mentors, but I have the coaching training and mentoring from my business and everything. So we just did these little like round table kind of events where we would just sit around and talk and, you know, help people look at their lives differently, help them view each other differently, you know, pose really powerful questions to get them thinking. So it was like life coaching on a yacht with champagne, which is like my dream come true. Basically. Oh my God. Like, I mean, I, I need, I need that. And how, like how many women, <laughs> what kind of topics? So we had, how many women did we have at this retreat? We probably had about 25 women, maybe 30 women come to this retreat. And the topic, the, it was called the art of reinvention. So everything that we talked about was about reinventing yourself, deciding who the woman that you want to be is and learning how to tell a different story about your life. You know, I think sometimes we're so tied to our past. Like I just got divorced or I just lost my job or I just had a kid. And that's important. But like, what are you doing next? Like, th- who are you? What role are you stepping into? I think that's so interesting you say that because I feel like I've had about nine lives. I'm a completely different human to the one I was however many years ago married. I don't even remember that girl. And, you know, it's not to say that I don't like the woman she was, but I look at pictures of her and I'm just not that person. And I've grown and I don't know, it's so empowering in a way. I mean, I, I feel younger than I did then. I think I locked myself into this, this life that I was supposed to have with the big house and the business and the this and the that and the children. And now I feel so much younger and freer. I'm, you know, building a much smaller house and, you know, I've got my young husband and I'm just, I'm just living. Yeah. And I think you seem so vibrant right now. Like there's like a vibrancy that you have about you. And I think that comes from making those choices to make those hard decisions to change things. And you build so much confidence through that. And there's just like a light in you that comes out when you decide that you want more for yourself. I always say there's so much power in saying, I deserve more and actually believing it. There really is. And not being scared of what's at the other side. Because I've always just said, ladies, what's the worst that happened? That's it. Nothing. You start again. And starting again is the ty- is a chance, as you just said, to reinvent yourself. And reinvention is amazing. If you haven't changed your um, self at least six or seven times in your life, you're not living. Yeah. If, if somebody says to you, you've changed, I think those are two of the best words you could ever hear in your life because it means that you're growing and it means you're evolving. I know. And people normally spew it out like it's a bad thing. Oh, you've changed. Thank God I've changed. Thank mm-hmm. God. And that's exactly it because you haven't, you haven't grown, you haven't changed. You cannot be the same person, you know, and if your marriage doesn't change and evolve and you don't have these uncomfortable conversations, then you're not living the right marriage either. No. And I think you're holding yourself back from really reaching your potential because even though when, you know, my ex-husband was there when I started my business and I built everything, it was very scary to leave that behind because he designed my books. He did help me with my website. He was my sounding board, my emotional support system. And it's funny you mentioned this because it's just this retreat in Miami was the first event that I've traveled to and done without him there, you know, without this person to pack my bag for me or travel with me or be there at night to call and tell him how things went. And it felt really good. Felt amazing to know I can stand on my own two feet and do this on my own. And it was nice to have a person, but I don't need that. As I always say, he's the cherry. He's not the cake. 
I mean, we sound like we're preaching from the same hymn book. We'll have to do one of these things together. <laughs> but that just goes to show how how many of us feel this way, right? We live across the world from each other and we still have so much in common. I think that's the testament to the fact that so many women are going through the same thing and they all need this, this, they need these conversations to feel less alone. That's exactly what this podcast is about and exactly what, you know, your books are about and what, you know, my book is going to be about is just, you know, making women feel that you're not alone. And I think, as I said, if we all had more conversations like this, you'll find that we all, we're all asking the same questions, all of us at some point. You're, you know, you're not um, this alien unicorn that's the first woman to ever feel like this. You're just not. It's just we don't speak about it. We're not allowed to speak about it without being made to feel guilty. So, you know, it's women, women like you, Cara, who just really do help other women and help women feel like they aren't crazy, which, you know, a lot of women are made to feel by other women. Yeah. And I think a lot of women are afraid to show and talk about the things we talk about. Like, yeah, things can fall apart. Things can suck. We can go through pain, heartbreak, you know, moments where you question everything and you don't feel so great. I think we have to share more of that. You know, it's like, it's easy to share the highlight reel and to filter our faces and to show our perfect outfits and our perfect homes. But like, that's great. And that's all part of us, but there's a whole other side to us. And I think we've got to show all of it because we're all going through it together. There's nobody who lives a perfect life. It just doesn't exist. So why pretend? I mean, I, and, and that's really important. I think, you know, everyone sort of, I get it a lot with Instagram. Everyone's like, oh, your life's so perfect. And I'm like, well, you know, that's a snapshot for a second. And funnily enough, you know, my husband started a YouTube channel and TikTok and all of this. So I don't even get to filter my pictures anymore. I mean, I do on Instagram (laughs) because it's my business, but, you know, I have to go over to the other ones and see how I really look. You don't need to filter. I'm looking at you right now, babe. You don't need to filter anything. (laughs) So don't worry about that. But, you know, you do. You feel like you feel like, oh, God. But at the same time, I like to do it with makeup, without makeup. Then I'm like, you know, I'm 46. So you know, these things are going to happen to me. I've, you know, you, you've just got to give into it. And, and I'm lucky. I've, I've got a wonderful husband who doesn't seem to care because it's all in our confidence and the way we feel and the way we put ourselves out there. And I like to be able to share when I look good. And I like to be able to share when I look like shit. Yeah. And confidence is an energy, right? Like, don't you feel like, I think attractiveness is an energy because you can see two women walk into a room and one woman could be like maybe traditionally more beautiful, right? Socially more beautiful, thinner, blonde or whatever. And she can have her head down and her shoulders rolled in and she's, you know, she just, she doesn't command attention. And then you can see another woman walk in who might not be as classically beautiful and she will have every man turning his head because she feels good about herself. hundred percent. And I've said this a million times, a million times. People always go, you know, it's okay for you because you're pretty, not me particularly, but you know, to other people, she's just gorgeous. So she always gets what she wants. And you know, no, they don't. No, no, no. I know gorgeous women that don't get what they want. It's just depends because you can be gorgeous and have a terrible personality. Met those two. So it's really the person within really, really, really is because at the end of the day, you can't look at a magazine cover. You, you know, people want people. People need connection. And I think that's why people fell in love with me and Sergio in a way as a couple, because we aren't the the couple that you would necessarily put together, but it's working because we're so connected and it gives people hope that if, you know, they, those two can connect, we can. hundred percent. And it, it does come down to the connection because at the end of the day, if you want to grow old with someone, 
you know, our beauty is only going to last so long and take us so far, right? Like there's going to be a point where we're all old, hopefully God willing, and you still have to have a bond with someone. It can't just be based on physical attraction, right? So that's, I tell women, like if we did half the work on the inside as we do on the outside, I mean, we would be forces, right? So like all the energy that we put into our hair and our Botox and our makeup, and believe me, I do it all too. I love it. But like, I always make sure that I'm balancing that with the inner work. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Cara. This has been amazing. I really want to come to one of your retreats when, especially if you're coming to Dubai, we should um, absolutely link up. I, yes, I'm sure. fascinated and it's something that I really, I've done one impact women's empowering, uh, empowerment talk. Actually, it's where I met Sergio. And I really believe in them because the energy in the room is so amazing and everyone's sharing their story. And I just love these. We should absolutely do more of these. I mean, unfortunately with COVID, I think it became quite hard to do these sort of tours, but I really want to get back on one too. And I think, you know, what you're doing is so helpful to women and it just shows, and, and why should life after 40 be, look like doom and gloom? We haven't even got going, going yet. I completely agree. I've just gotten started. You've just gotten started. We have so much, all of us have so much ahead of us. So I am just really excited and I'm so grateful to have been on the show. It was great talking to you and hope everyone enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Cara. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.